Welcome to the Recharge Your Life podcast with me, Dr. Carrie Ulrich and Kelly Gunther. We are thrilled to talk to people who have made a decision that recharged their lives. Often they push themselves out of their comfort zones and took risks. We want to know about that decision point. Why did they make that decision? And most importantly, how can we learn from them? Kelly and I are passionate HR professionals, and together we co-founded our HR consulting firm, Abrachi Group. We have talked to amazing people throughout our careers and listened to them as they made decisions that changed their lives and knew that these inspirational stories would help others. And why did we call it Recharge? It's based on a book I co-authored called The Way of the HR Warrior, and in it, we have a leadership model, CHARGE, which stands for courage, humility, accuracy, resiliency, goal-oriented, and exemplary. We know that people used one or more of these qualities to help them make their decisions, and we want to learn from them. Now, sit back, listen, and be inspired by these stories, and then do something to recharge your life. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. It's Kelly. We're thrilled to have Desmond Jefferson as our special guest. Desmond is an experienced leader who has successfully worked in the recreational facilities and services industry. He was one of two directors at St. Andrew's Parks and Playground in Charleston, South Carolina, working with children. Currently, he's a sales support coordinator at Floyd Lee Locums, which provides an elite concierge experience to physicians, CRNAs, nurse practitioners, physician assistants, and other healthcare providers searching for new career opportunities. Desmond is a graduate of Francis Marion University with a degree in healthcare administration. In his spare time, Desmond loves to travel, spend time with family, and watch sports. So Desmond, we're so excited to have you on our podcast. We always like to start by asking, what show, podcast, book, or blog do you go to when you want to push yourself and expand your thinking? Perfect. I just want to say thank you guys for having me. Uh, it's a thrill to be here. And um, so to answer your question, two books that I have that's on my radar. One um, I've had since sometime in college. It's by a friend, Jerome Smalls. It's called Small Talk. So this book basically uh, dives into um, different things that he has encountered in his life. And basically it's used as a tool and a guide about how he's uh, gotten through those struggles and different things. And a lot of it that that's in this book is relatable to what I have gone through in my life. So sometimes I find myself going back and just rereading certain things um, within the book just to see, you know, how, how should I navigate, you know, my life basically. And uh, so that's a great tool that I kind of go back to um, from time to time. Another one that I have recently started reading is called Crucial Conversations. I believe it's by three or four different um, authors, but Basically, as of right now, where I am in the book, it's talking about how to bring up certain conversations and not be afraid and shy away from certain things um, that you want to talk about within the workplace. So those are basically two things that I have on, on my plate right now. Welcome, Desmond. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. What, going to the first book, Small Talk, what mm-hmm. is one of your favorite passages that you that you go to, that you reread? One so the second chapter is actually called Pimping the System. Um, no. <laughs> so basically Pimping the System, it, to me, basically just means um, everything that you do in life has rules and regulations, per se, um, to some capacity, basically. Yeah. So 
things that you go through in life, your trials and tribulations, basically you have to find a way to um, bend the rules, I guess, to yeah. make it, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Basically yeah. to make it be you, basically, to fit, to fit those rules and regulations, make them, you know, bend to yourself and yeah. not anyone else. So. Yeah, I like that. It's because everything is a system. And yep. you everything, how you pay your taxes, how you buy houses, like everything is a system. And so how do you work within it and figure out those rules? And, you know, people uh, often find ways around taxes. <laughs> they have <Yeah. laughs> systems, right? <laughs> um, yep. and, and you you figure out how to work within that system. So I kind of, I might have to steal, you're just pimping the system. <laughs> yep. Everyone... So- does it everyone does it and and to get kind of political but but then other people get blamed for doing that whereas kind of everyone does it right they're like oh how yep. do they put the system and it's like mm, you're doing it too by putting your taxes in a company in ireland right um, people do it all the time i kind of love that i love that. so yeah pimping the system i mean it you know that chapter in itself was basically fundamental to things that I've tried to try to do within my life, basically. Um, and pimping the system can just mean, you know, um, finding ways to better yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the biggest thing that I take away from it. So how do how do I better myself within society today and within the rules and regulations that society has put forth, you know, to me? So mm-hmm. interesting. What what about the crucial conversations? Uh, you said, cause I, I do know that book. I haven't read it yet. So appreciate that you brought it up. What, um, what are some, like maybe the one or two thing Desmond that you're like, Oh, that's going to be really tough to do bringing up that conversation or what kind of made you uncomfortable already reading it that, you know, is going to be a good stretch for you. So one of the things, basically a backstory about how I got involved in this book. So, um, my CEO, Natasha, we, she serves on the board for the Chamber of Commerce in Charleston. Okay. And uh, there's a leadership discovery class that they put on and I enrolled. And in one of our classes, we talked about crucial conversations. Um, basically, and it, it could range from anything at work versus like how to go to your boss if there's a problem within the workplace, how to talk to your boss if you may disagree with them, um, how to talk to your boss if you want to raise, you know, so mm-hmm. things like that are basically the biggest things that I take away from this book because it does dive into certain things of that nature. So one of the biggest things that I took away as well is conflicts. You know, I tend to shy away um, from conflict and especially going to a boss or a superior of mine and letting them know that, hey, I may not agree with you. So, um, but how can, (laughs) how can we find a common ground, you know, to agree, but disagree kind of. So, Mm -hmm. so I'm kind of navigating through that in the book right now. (laughs) Yeah. That, that conflict piece is, I don't really think, I haven't met people, many who say I love conflict, right? Like I can't wait to go right into my boss and say, I want more money. 
right? And that <laughs> there's a few, there's a few, I do know a few who would be like, yeah, I like that. But that is, they're more in the minority that I think most people are like, I don't like that complex. I don't want to go in. I don't want to do it. And so I think just, it's such a good book to read. And because if you don't bring it up or you don't have those conversations, how that festers and sticks with you. And that's not helpful for your career, your leadership, or your just mental health and your physical health. So I'm glad that you're like, all right, I shy away from it, but how can I do it? And this book's going to kind of help me push myself to do those things. Because as we know, we got to ask for stuff too. You have to ask for the raise. You have to ask for development. You have to put yourself out there in your career. And so Um, going through this book too, as well, um, one of the things that my mom has taught me, (laughs) one of the many things she has taught me in my life basically is ask questions, you know, Um, the worst, the worst anybody can ever tell you is no. So I kind of keep that mindset and reading this book, you know, is helping me, you know, understand, understanding the why of why we need to have these crucial conversations. So I'm taking that approach. (laughs) I, um, First of all, I love that you shout out your mom because thank you, <laughs> mom of a of a son. I always hope one day he'll he'll shout me out. I, I don't have hope for it, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> but but that ask questions and it is so because there's a couple things with questions, like you said. So what the worst thing they can do is what say no. Yep. Like really, I mean that okay, fine. And in the research world, when they talk about questions, it just by asking it changes someone's brain changes. They, they start to think about something. So maybe you're the first one who asked it, Desmond and they're like, ah, whatever. Right. <laughs> but, then, but then maybe the fifth person asks or the sixth person asks and they're like, mm-hmm. huh, huh. Maybe we do have kind of a issue here or maybe we should address something. And so you are just by asking it, changing the way they think changing the conversation. Um, so even if you get the no, that that the best thing that happens is is you've changed their their thinking of it. You've put something in there that is like, oh, I didn't think of it that way. That's interesting that he asked that question. And it might just you planted the seed and maybe a year later they come back to it, but you've planted a seed just by seed. asking the question. Absolutely. So cool. I love it. Keep asking your questions, Desmond. So I got a question. (laughs) Look at that segue. It's like I'm a professional on that. I'm not. Um, So what is the decision you made now that changed the trajectory of your life? And what are some of those charged qualities that you use to help you make that decision? So one of the things that one decision that I made, I I guess the biggest decision um, was early on in college, my freshman year, um, I had to decide basically whether it was me or was it them. <laughs> um, and what I mean by that is early on in my, you know, my college career, uh, I found myself doing things that wasn't, I guess, healthy is the right word to use. Um, I was doing things that wasn't of myself. I was hanging out late, partying, doing college things, you know, mm-hmm. thinking that I was enjoying myself or trying mm-hmm. to make myself believe I was enjoying myself. And um, after a while, I realized my grades started slipping. Um, I wasn't doing as good as I should have been in college. And I actually um, 
I guess for lack of better words, I took it as a joke. <laughs> mm. And so I had to figure out whether it was going to be me or whether it was going to be them. Um, and I've always thought of myself as somebody who was humbled. I've never really gloated about anything that I've had in my life, but um, I end up, I end up being placed on academic probation after mm-hmm. my first year in college. Um, I end up failing some courses that, and you know, me, I have never failed any classes um, all through my educational life up until college is when I started failing classes. And so I started learning basically the humility of things. Um, it wasn't, it was a rough patch. It was a very, very bad rough patch my first year in college. So I had to learn basically whether it was going to be me or whether it was going to be my friends. And I chose myself. So mm. I think I, I, I like how you said, is it me or them? Right. So am I going to choose mm-hmm. myself or am I going to choose what the crowd is doing? And I think that's such a tough decision at that age that you even could articulate it, Desmond, to me or them, right? Like, mm-hmm. that, did you even had that, like, because your brain's not even formed till you're 25 and you're a freshman and, like, that's really hard. And so for you to have that that insight, I got to choose myself. Where do you think that, that cause to me, that's courageous. So where do you think that courage came from? Because not a lot, of, you know, there's a lot of people who screw up the whole college thing and continue and still don't say, I think it's my friends and I got to choose myself. Where do you think some of that courage came from for you? Not want to go back and face my mom. So to be honest with you, I think this is the first time I've actually came out and told anyone that I was placed on academic probation and that I failed classes. So um, I was actually scared and nervous about having to go back home and tell my mom that, hey, I'm on academic probation and there's a good chance that if I don't do good next year, that I won't have financials um, for the next school year. So mm. basically, you know, the fear of going home, telling my mom, hey, I might be a college dropout or something. So that that's where it really came from. That's where it stemmed from the most, I yeah. guess. But um, so after that, <laughs> the good side of that, um, the next year I buckled down. Um, I got away from, you know, the guys that I was rooming with um, and no, no disrespect to them at all, but um, I just had to get away and do yeah. what was best for myself. And so after that, you know, I became on the, on the Dean's list. I made A's and B's. I got off of academic probation and I started doing things for myself. So. That first of all, thank you for sharing that with us and being vulnerable. Oh. And no before we, we, before uh, we were talking with Desmond, cause we always talk to our guests before we start, we hit record and we said the most successful guests are vulnerable and they tell us things. And so Desmond, thank you for sharing that and saying academic probation. And when people listen to this, they might not have as much shame saying it and mm-hmm. feel like it's okay because look what you did. You then were on the Dean's list. right and and so and so you you turned it around and sometimes people don't realize that you've been through a struggle so they just see you on the dean's list and they say oh it must have been easy for him and so the fact that you can share your story and say it wasn't and i actually had to remove myself from these 
from from the crowd to focus on me uh, is is really wonderful story to talk about. So thank you for that, and thank you for sharing that. And, no and I'm glad again, mom comes back into it. So thanks, mom. Thanks, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> does up. What? How was it then to kind of so talk about crucial conversations? What are some of the mm-hmm. conversations did you have or not have maybe with your friends? Because now they're expecting you to go out all the time. So how did you kind of extricate yourself from those those situations then? And how did you focus on yourself? What did you do? So the guys who I roomed with my freshman year, um, at some point we all had attended high school together. So I knew them. Um, I wouldn't say pretty well, but I knew them enough to room with them. Um Getting away was the biggest thing. So after after my freshman year, um, I didn't room with them again. I roomed with people whom I didn't know, and you know that was an experience in itself. <laughs> but um, it was good for myself to get away and find my own path. Basically, um, some of the crucial conversations that I had, basically, I just had to let them know that you know I can't go out all the time anymore. I'm studying right now, you know, I have a test coming up. So something along those lines, I never really, you know, faced any conflict or anything with them because they understood, you know, at the end of the day that we're in school and the goal is to graduate, you know? So that's, and and they they were appreciative, I guess, of that. That that shows that they're good friends too. Um, because not so good friends would be like, come on, Desmond, come out. Just don't nope. worry. Grades <laughs> don't matter. And I, I think you've said two things from the, the charge qualities. You really talked about this humility and sharing and going, uh oh, this is kind of bigger than me. Like I could fail out yeah. of school. Like I don't know everything. I'm I can't do all this. I can't party and get good grades. Um, so I gotta choose myself. And I think too, I picked up again this courage of choosing yourself. And a lot of people struggle with that because they want to please other people or they, they want the friends to like them. And so they don't stand up for themselves and say, no, I, I have to study and I, I have mm-hmm. to do well because I'm going to lose things if I don't do this. So are there any other, some of the charge qualities so I have courage and humility that, that really helped you? I became goal oriented. Um, um, I was never a person who was, I guess, very goal oriented. Um, but I had to write things down. I actually ended up buying a, a whiteboard that had a calendar on it and I would write like due dates of certain things that had to be, that had to be done, whether it was, um, a group project that I was doing, whether it was a quiz that I had to take a test, you know, so I started writing things down and I ended up putting it on the wall that was next to my room door. So every time I would come in and out of my room, I would see it. Nice. Um, and then I would update it, you know, on the regular. So I became goal oriented and that's, that's where I learned how to, you know, write things down, see it and mm-hmm. follow through. Well, and you did such a good job. First of all, you had me at whiteboard. Cause if I could like fire <laughs> wall that I could just dry erase every day, I'd be so happy. So you had, yep. <laughs> uh, but what, but what you did that was so smart and you probably didn't even, you didn't even, you just did it naturally is seeing it. So if it's by my door, I walk out, I make decisions based on that. I see, oh, it reminds me. Oh, I have a paper due tomorrow. Well, I can't do Like you were constantly reminding yourself 
of what you had to do and how you're going to hit that goals. And that's so critical when you're changing habits to, to, to remind yourself to see it, to have some kind of tangible thing that you can see is so critical. Do you still do that now? Like have some of these habits just completely continued throughout your professional life? Yes, absolutely. So I have, um, a stack of sticky notes now. And so <laughs> I, I sticky note basically anything that's important, anything that I need to remember. Um, I sticky note it until I don't need it anymore. I'll write a to-do list down on a sticky note and I'll, you know, as the day goes on or as the week goes on, I'll check things off. And um, so that's what I kind of do now per se. And then if there's, you know, meetings or anything that I need to remember, something like super important that I can't forget, I'll put it in my, my phone or something of that nature. Yeah. So you're still that goal oriented and still doing that, which I just love that, that again, you had this moment where you could have just not done well at college and dropped out and Mm -hmm. you, you, you chose yourself. And so how is it now Desmond to, do you still kind of um, think about on, you know, not daily, but monthly, whatever, about choose yourself first and, and making sure that you're taking care of yourself before you kind of, you know, it's putting on your oxygen mask first before you help others. How are you kind of living with, with that and managing that? So me, I'm always, I've always been a, the person to help one wanting to help others um, mm. to say the least. So sometimes I still find myself, you know, throwing out a lifeline for others before I save myself. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a daily challenge. But um, for the most part, I do think about myself and I try to put myself first, basically. So, um, yeah. Nice. What uh, what advice do you have for people? So now that you've been through this, you've shared and you're vulnerable. What advice do you have for others when they're kind of hitting maybe a wall and, and going, uh-oh, this is not what I planned. This is not going well. What, what's your advice? So my my advice is basically find out what makes you unique mm. in a sense. Um, that that's the foundation, basically finding out what what is unique, what what makes you unique. That's the foundation, and then you build from that. Mm. You started joining different organizations. Um, you find different groups to to be a part of, or whatever it may be. Find things that make you step out of your comfort zone. Mm. Um, and then that's like laying the bricks of a house, basically. Exactly. And then along the way, you end up meeting people who you feel comfortable with, you know, bringing into your home or people who you've built with um, over the course of time. And eventually one day you're going to self-reflect and you're going to say, hey, you know, I came a long way from where I started. So that, so I ask, what is your kind of uniqueness or sometimes we call it superpower when you, mm-hmm. when you uh, reflect on yourself? What's yours? Mine? Yeah. Man, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I got to ask you now. <laughs> so what makes me unique is I guess I find the beauty in, in anything, or I try to find the beauty in different different things. Um, I try to stay positive. I try not to, you know, get too down on myself when things are getting rough um, because I'm a firm believer in that God doesn't place 
uh, too many things on you that you can't bear. Mm-hmm. Basically. And I try to I try to remember that from time to time. And there's somebody out there who always has it worse than you, no matter no matter what. Somebody's out there, it, you know, has it worse than you. So I try to find the beauty in, in different things. You know, find beauty in the struggle. I I love that that advice is just it's such so clear. It's like find out what makes you unique. I wrote it down, and then you build from that. And mm-hmm. you finding beauty in things, and I think it helps you make those decisions, like where you went to work, going to Floyd Lee. And because they do find beauty in things and they do, they do share um, your value set. And once you know yourself, once you know kind of what makes you tick and you said you build around that as well as step outside your comfort zone, which I know this podcast was stepping out of <laughs> comfort zone. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm so, I'm just so happy for you because not only did you give the advice, but you're like, oh, I do it because I w- maybe I do this podcast. Maybe I don't. I'm going to do it. Don't, yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> That's my comfort zone. And you shared something that you haven't shared before. And you start to get those types of people in your life then. And I really just appreciate that advice. And I know Kelly, uh, first of all, Kelly on a, on a daily steps outside her comfort zone. Uh, so it's one of the reasons I love working with her so much, but that whole cow, just find what makes you unique and build around that. I, Mm -hmm. I just, I adore that advice, Kelly. And of course he writes things down, which of course Kelly just loves that too. (laughs) Right. You had me at whiteboard for different reasons than Carrie. Carrie likes a blank whiteboard. I like it filled out with what are we going to do? How are we going to do it? Who's responsible? (laughs) (laughs) Dates, always a good idea. Always a good thing. Absolutely. But I was like sitting here bawling my eyes out as you were telling your story because it feels very much like mine with, because I was on academic probation too. Mm-hmm. And so I could even cry about now about it now, but um, it, it's that point where you decide what do you want to do next, right? Absolutely. Where you make your decision of, I'm going to continue going through this and I'm going to either go home and tell my parents that I can't do it, or I dig my heels and I realize I can do it, and I'm going to give myself a chance. So I just love your story. It's amazing. I have I to ask you, um, are you friends with the people that you had roomed with and that you were in, in high school with? So we we still do talk from time to time. It's nothing you know, really extensive because they're mm-hmm. out doing their own thing. I'm out doing my own thing. So, um, but we do keep up with each other from time to time. I, I do still see them on social media and you know, all the good stuff. So. I love it because again, those people, like they helped you too. They helped, they were a support for you. They could have easily to Carrie's point said, you know what guys, I can't be your friend. I'm not, you know, it's either us or school and you lose one. So pick one. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they were, they um, recognized that this was something that was really important for you, that they supported you through it says a lot. And I feel like if people could get this information and listen to this podcast as soon as they're going into college, I mean, what a difference, what an impact it could be, because you would save yourself from, you know, like you and I haven't gone through academic probation. Um, And, but again, sometimes you have to kind of hit that bottom before you realize, all right, what do I want to do? Do I want to you know, live with my parents for the rest of my life, you know, which yep. you know, people do and that's okay. But, uh, or do you want to, do you want to take a chance on you and realize that you have so much more potential than what maybe you've given yourself? 
So having the confidence and then employing tools that work for you, Desmond, I think is beautiful because there's lots of tools out there for productivity, time management, organization, and you can try all these different things and still struggle. But the fact that you found something that was going to help for you, you put it near the door so you were able to see it every day going in and out of your room. Amazing. Love it. If there is... Yeah. Is there for, for anyone who's going into college next year as a new freshman, right? Mm -hmm. As a freshman, what recommendation, is there one thing that you would recommend that people be mindful of? Um, going into college, uh, I think once again, just stepping out of your comfort zone, Mm -hmm. I think is the biggest thing. Um, finding a group of friends who, you know, you may not know from, High school, whatever case may be, um, finding people who are just like you and going going with it, going forward with them. Um, and one thing that I've actually told somebody before too is that college, <laughs> when you go to college and you form you know, friends or whatever it may be, it's okay if they don't complete you know college or finish when mm-hmm. finish college mm-hmm. or whatever. Because certain things happen in people's lives that whether they they drop out for a certain reason or they transfer to a different college. So the same people you go into college with may not be the same people you finish college with. And that's perfectly fine. Don't necessarily follow them in their path. You know, find a path, find some people, you walk your own path. And eventually, you know, Play it right and, and do the right thing in college. You'll you'll walk across that stage. So. Love it, amazing, and it's okay to be the one in the library at midnight working or by yourself. You know, like those those are the moments that really help you build yourself and recognize that this is important for me. I don't want to t- miss an opportunity. It's expensive. I need to be mindful of you know if it's scholarship money or my own hard work money or my parents who help me or a friend, whatever that. Mm-hmm. Every day is is a gift. And what I love most about what you've shared with us today is find beauty in the struggle. That's the quote for me for this podcast. So um, Desmond, so enjoyed talking with you. Thank you so much for your insights, your perspective, your vulnerability. Um, truly one of my most favorite episodes um, has been talking with you. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. And if you'd like to connect with Desmond, Feel free to do so on LinkedIn at Desmond Jefferson and on Instagram at um, Des15. And I will include all of that information in our show notes as always. Thank you again, Desmond. Really appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Recharge Your Life podcast. Please sign up for our newsletter at abracigroup.com and follow us on social media. You can find us on LinkedIn at Abrachi Group. Instagram at Warriors of HR, and Twitter at Warriors underscore HR. Remember to subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and please tell a friend. And be sure to drop us a note on how you are recharging your life. We can't wait to hear from you.